And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. All right, so this week's episode is pretty cool because it's kind of a hybrid between question of the month and let's get biblical. So <laughs> one of one of the small groups that I'm a part of um, is in the process of studying Genesis. And while studying the creation story, the pretty popular question of whether the creation story is literal or poetic came into the discussion. Luckily though, uh, our small group didn't really discuss it further. So there were no debates or anything. Uh, it was just a passing comment that, yeah, maybe, yeah, there are Christians out there and scholars that believe that Genesis and the creation story is poetic rather than literal. And it's one of the questions we came up with during our brainstorming session. So let's discuss it. Is Genesis poetic or literal? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you think? Um, I. Well, I remember somebody asking me because they had gone off to a, to a uh, public university and they were like, oh, so one of the questions that was posed to them is Genesis. And they were speaking in the, you know, in the context of creation is Genesis um, uh, scientific or not. Right. Mm, yeah. And my answer to them was, uh, it's not scientific. It's historical. Mm -hmm. right? Because it happened in history, you can't really replicate it, right? It's so you know one of the one of the tenets of of science is that you have it has to be reproducible, right? Um, yeah, to be a, sort of like a valid, you know, experiment or a valid sort of like whatever. Uh, but you can't reproduce creation anymore. But it happened in the past. You have an account for it, um, and so it is historical. And yet, you know there are sort of like, I would think that there's sort of poetic aspects of it, you know, um, maybe not in its poetry and maybe not poetry in its strictest form. Like we have in, you know, like Psalms and, you know, song of songs or song of mm. Solomon and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Um, maybe there are, uh, I think uh, definitely historical um yeah you know definitely historical that's not that's not a question for the christian is it some is say it poetic? it's poetic some christians and even scholars would say that the creation story is poetic and it's not really the day there doesn't mean one 24-hour day but means an era oh is that what we're talking about yeah is it Oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay, so here's my problem with, with okay, so 
what I understand, you know, that it's it's not seven literal days, but uh, but epochs. Yeah. Right? So like one day might be like a thousand, and they use like thousand, one day is yeah, like a thousand days. Right. Peter. Here's my problem. <laughs> here's my problem with it. Okay. Here's my problem with it. Um, and this is kind of like I guess the genius of God in, in for for seeing maybe some of this that's coming on. If it was an epoch, okay. So the first day, you know, what do you create? Right, you create lights. Light, okay. Um, the second day we have the firmament. 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 Right. The separation day, of yeah, land separation. And sea. Yeah. So the waters part. The third day we have the land and the vegetation. The fourth day we have what? Sun, moon, and stars. Sun, moon, and stars. Here's my problem. How can <clears throat> how can vegetation exist for over a thousand years? If there's no sun. Ooh. Well, they can just say God, you know, God sustained them. (laughs) (laughs) And that light, you know, the light existed, right? Yes, but like that just doesn't make sense to me. So Hmm. that's true, though. That's that's a smart sort of apologetic. Yeah, because it also means that the, the other thing is like, there was the night, and then there was the day. If it was an epoch, regardless if you if God is there with, with His light, the night aspect of it still is there, right? With a night and a day, right? Uh, and you can you can interpret that as He's there, and then He's you know He kind of goes away, you know, for a bit, yeah, right, until the next day. In that time, even if it was like an epoch, then you're talking about what five hundred years of vegetation least, without yeah. light, yeah, right. So how is that going to be when you're supposed to have like mammals on the fifth day and it's just not there anymore? <laughs> right. So mm-hmm. I have problems with that. Yeah. Right. And there are other things. There are other things that that kind of just um, that doesn't make sense in terms of the epochs aspect of it. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And. You can't say that it's poetry because Hebrew poetry is much different from the, what's it called? The way that Genesis Genesis was written, right? Um, so when you go into Psalm 104, which is a po- poetic way of describing how God created the world, um, you see that <clears throat> the way that the the poet described God's creation is vastly different from the language or the way that Genesis one or two was written. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hebrew poetry goes in is heavy in parallelism. So you'd see in the system of poetry that. You know, the first line and the second line heavily uh, parallel each other. So, for example, in Psalm 104, in Psalm 104, let's say 29 and 30. In 29, it says, when you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your spirit, they are created. 
and you renew the face of the ground. So 29 and 30 are related in in the way that it directly contrasts each other. Mm. And then the in both lines of, there are two lines in 29, verse 29. When you hide your face, they're terrified. And when you take away their breath, they die and return to dust. So it's like both negative. Because um, the way that English poetry, you know, relies on meter and timing and like most of the poems are, you know, they rhyme. Uh, Hebrew poetry relies on parallelism and contrast. Yeah. So that's why in Proverbs, you'd see like a wise man. In one line, it says a wise man is this. And then sometimes you have this, the next line would be and the wise man does this also. Or it could have, you know, directly contrast. It's like a wise man is this, but a fool is does the opposite. Um, but you don't find that way of writing in Genesis 1. It's much more kind of prose, like descriptive, mm -hmm. and just the way that people would write history, you'd find in Genesis 1 rather than poetry. Yeah. So, so there's that. Uh, the other thing that I think people run into when they're using um, sort of the poetic aspect of the creation story, you know, as larger amounts of time, right? Um, I think the reason why I think I th uh, that it comes about is because they're trying to reconcile the idea of an older earth, like with the whole you know, carbon dating thing and how's that, you know, how does that come about? And unfortunately, I think, if I'm not mistaken, part of that has to do with like, you know, uh, with fossils and and all that good stuff, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, you'll have animals die and whatever within these epochs and stuff, and you know, that's just part of the part of the theory. And my professor, God bless him, wrote a book, um, and I can't remember what that book is called. <laughs> but in it, he <laughs> argues. But in it, he argues that this cannot happen. Because, because death is the result of sin. And if sin um, has entered before the fall of man, then there shouldn't have been any use for Christ to die on the cross. Mm. Right? Um, why I bring that up, I don't know. But that's just like, I, I, just the whole idea of this poetry aspect of bringing in more than you know, than just the literal days that come in with creation. And we are talking about creation, right? Yeah. As opposed to like the rest and of... And also the rest of Genesis. Genesis. But yeah, I mean, because I mean, there's poetic aspects of like some of the stories that are there, maybe in the sense of irony and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But, you know, that's not necessarily poetic. But, you know, there's... Poetic irony in some things, <laughs> I guess. And yeah, I don't like, know. And yeah, we could also talk about it's the whole book of Genesis. Like, why would the writer go into, you know, metaphorical or um, not really literal days um, and describing the creation as, 
you know, happening in a day when it, let's say that the writer was writing in metaphors or like in a non-literal way and saying when he said day, it really meant a thousand years, then why would he all of a sudden switch that style to a more um, literal literal one, let's say four chapters after that or three chapters after that. It's just not, it just wouldn't be consistent. So if that, if Genesis author wrote that, let's say a day is 500 years then, or even 1000 years, just to make it easier for me to do the math, then (laughs) that means like, you know, Methuselah lived Oh my nine hundred fifty nine thousand million years. <laughs> a million years, which I don't think happened. Um, Most of them think, lived nine hundred years, like plus nine hundred years. Nine hundred right? years. So you're so, talking about yeah. million year old people. Right? So. Oh no, that would even be older because there's three hundred sixty five days in a year. Wait, so, we're talking about nine. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's okay. I, even even in that situation, I didn't do the math properly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the question is like, why would the author of Genesis go from non-literal to literal in a couple of chapters? And so I think that's like another evidence that creation story was real or literal, like a mm-hmm. day in its timing and. You know, God created the like everything in six days and rested on the seven days. Also, Jesus Jesus quoted the creation story as being literal. So, so there's that. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, I think he was using language as in the beginning. Uh, in the beginning, God created man and woman. Right. And then so like why would Jesus say in the beginning when there was million, thousands of years that passed before God created mm-hmm. the man and the woman? Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I think people do that cuz they're trying to reconcile some of the you know, some of the science that we yeah, that we have and um and um I, you know, I understand it, but at the same time, there are some things that you just have to, like, you can't, I mean, we just don't have the full picture yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So some of these things you have to suspend your disbelief, you know, in a way until we see, you know, the full picture and, you know, um, maybe that's not the way you do it in science, <laughs> but you're in science. The, the one, the one flaw of science is that you're at some point you're assuming that you have all the information. Right. Yeah. And you make your and you make your hypothesis based on the information that you've got. And sometimes it's not the full picture. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're getting that in like quantum mechanics, I mean quantum physics and stuff like that. Right. What used to be, you know, a hundred years ago, you know, never thought would enter the, you know, people's imaginations or thought, who would think of a quark, you know, a hundred years ago? Nobody knows, you know, would think of uh, there would be things smaller in some atomic particles than just the cell. Right, that yeah. you see in a microscope, right? Yeah. So, no, we don't always have like all the information, and you know, um, 
I get that we're trying to, you know, trying to make things fit and try trying to rec- reconcile. Um, but yeah, just be careful when you do, because you might have like the slippery slope where you're going to start to, you know, move things around and, you know, and it, and it twists some of the theology that we have. So. Hmm. Is there anything wrong with believing that the creation story was not literal? But you still um, believe in the God that created? Let me think on that for a second. Because, I mean, I think I think the biggest issue that I think the biggest issue that that Christians have when fighting this fight of creationism versus everything else, right? And that includes like, you know, evolution and some of the other, you know, sort of some of the other, you know, know, some of the epochs or like this whole poetic thing or, or something else. Um, I think part of the problem is, is that um, they're, they're, um, this is a battleground to to um, to decide whether the biblical should be trusted or not. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's really what it it I think it boils down to for for many of us. That's sort of like the underlying. That's the underlying sort of like the battle, not only for us but for those that have are detractors of the creation that they're trying to dispel the notion that the Bible is something that you should be taking seriously and not just, you know, some literary book that somebody put together, you know, just for kicks and giggles. Right. So, you know, just off the side, they're just like, yeah, let's just put this together. Like, you know, at the heart of it is, can the Bible be trusted? Can, is the Bible a literal thing that really happened? Can you trust? Because if you win this battle, Right then you can sort of like argue one way or another because you know if you as a christian we win this battle then we have the moral authority because if everything if that if the bible is true then everything in it is true then that means god exists and the things that are in there that has more precedent over somebody's life that's what you should be that's what you should be uh looking towards that's what you should be aligning towards but if you can argue and if you can win the battle that no this is not literal you can pick and choose yeah. what's right and wrong. At mm. that, at you know, at that moment, then you know uh, you can. I mean, at that point, Satan wins. I think, you know, uh, he has he wins a, a fairly big victory, right? Because mm. if he can't trust the Bible, then you can't trust, you know, the sayings that are in it, and you can't trust, you know. You can't trust Jesus. You can't trust God. You can't trust the Holy Spirit. And that's kind of like the the rationale for for an Islamic person of faith, for a Muslim, is that, yeah, it's a good book, but it was tainted. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. therefore, we can't, we can't take it seriously. We can't take it literally. There are some good things in it, but I'm sure that it's been messed with somehow. So, I, can't, I just can't trust it. Right, and that's why Christians have such a hard time trying to to get a Muslim to believe, even mm. though our origins are fairly the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, uh, all of us like Christianity, Judaism, and 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 Islam 
Right? We're all, we're all, we all descend from Abraham. Abraham. Ibrahim. Ibrahim. And before Ibrahim was, you know, was everything else like Noah, like Adam, like all of that stuff. And that's all there. That, that, you know, that's, that's part of it. But you can, but it's a hard, it's a hard time for a Christian to convince um, a Muslim because what we have to stand on is the Bible. But to a Muslim, mm. that's flawed anyway. So, you know, you can't really stand on that. That won't hold all, any water with me because it's flawed anyways. Yeah. Mm. And so that's the danger we kind of, that's the danger in, in trying you know, to not make yeah, the scriptures to, fit. Yeah. And outside sort of like whatever. Yeah. Because the Bible wasn't meant to be scientific evidence or like to be used as a scientific argument against you know, certain things or, or certain beliefs or, you know, any science thing, like, um, there's, def there's language in there that definitely says that the, s the sun revolves around <laughs> the earth or, or whatever, but, you know, it wasn't the Bible's job or the scriptures place to, you know, argue against heliocentrism or, um, and all of that, but it's really, it was, the Bible is used by God to tell the story of how sin entered the world and how Jesus did the most in saving humanity. And then it's a manual for how to live a Christ-like life. And we can try to make it fit science, but it's not really, you know, it wasn't, God didn't create it for that purpose fully. Yeah, and, and like I said, like we don't have all the information that's out there. So some of the scientific and maybe and maybe I'm doing to science what people are trying to do with the Bible is to poke a little bit of holes into, you know, the 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 reliability of the information that's there. So maybe I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> whatever. Right? Whatever. You just don't whatever. You know, this is a Christian podcast. Deal with it. So <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Uh but yeah, you we just don't have all the information and sometimes, you know, it's skewed. Right? To a certain sense to a certain whatever and so you know you're not maybe maybe there are some instances where what the bible says and what science currently says isn't always whatever um doesn't always fit nicely having mm -hmm. said that the earth is round okay <laughs> having said that round. the earth is round Okay, um, and the Bible <laughs> and the Bible doesn't dispute that, mm. right? And, and the Earth revolves around the sun, and the Earth revolves around the sun, and yeah, I don't think the Bible disputes that either. Like there might be a poetic aspect of it, mm -hmm. where everything seems like you know, and in our in our in our Christian narrative, you know, in the human experience narrative. If we were to take it the way it is, you know, the Bible tells us that angels even watch with, uh, with earnest what happens to us. Like we are the center of the universe in terms of the drama that's hap that's playing out. It's all about and us. It kind of is <laughs> to a certain extent. 
because this is the, the well not only us but we're kind of you know it's us it's it, it's us it's there's three main play, uh, players there's god. us there's god and then there's satan yeah right and you know and so in a sense yeah we are the center of the universe not the physical center of the universe <laughs> yeah not the physical but... center of the universe but as it pertains to the human experience, the reality that we have right now from a Christian standpoint. Mm -hmm. right? The war we between are the center. good and evil. War between good and evil, we are the center of it. This is the main battleground. This All eyes are here. All, all efforts to warfare. see what it, It's all here. This is the center of that. This is ground zero. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, yeah, we are the center. Mm -hmm. Having said that, no, the the earth is <laughs> the earth is round. <laughs> the, we revolve around the sun. Vaccines mm. aren't 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 from the aren't devil. The mark of the beast. <laughs> the mark of the beast. I'm getting my second mark on September 11th. <laughs> <laughs> on September 11th? No way. <laughs> but if you get Johnson and Johnson, you only get it once. <laughs> My goodness, my goodness. Yeah, no, I'm, oh man, I had to reschedule mine. Like, because apparently they didn't send me, uh, they didn't send my gov my government, didn't fail to send me a, oh, an email telling us that, yeah, we're pushing everything back. There's no more whatever you have to reapply for, like whatever, the, the date. So my date was like July 2, right? Come on. And I, and I get an email, actually, I've, Actually, I found it in the junk mail because somebody else was saying, "Yeah, I can re." You know, I was like, "I rebooked my, I rebooked my vaccine," and they're like, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool, good for you." And then I went back to my, <laughs> to my email, and I'm like, "Wait, where's my stuff?" Right? And I had to go through the junk, junk mail, mail, and there it was. Spam. And like, yeah, and there it was. They're like, "Hey, yeah, you're eligible to to book your second vaccine." I'm like, what? I already have a a thing. I already have a. I already oh, have a, an appointment, so I had to go do it again. Luckily, really? it's on the same day. <laughs> oh, okay. Luckily, it's on the same day. It's not, but they wouldn't, uh, I mean, they wouldn't offer it earlier. Well, they offered it on July 1, but that's a holiday. I don't want to do it on a holiday. I know. <laughs> so, might as well do it on man. July 2. Yeah, man. And then you get a second and third holiday if you don't feel well. <laughs> I can do that on. I can do that the next day, anyways. Like I got a shot. I don't feel so well. I'm gonna stay home. Yeah. So, anyways. Back anyways, to, talk, we stop, digress. We gotta stop talking about the mark of the beast here. Please, yes. please, please. It, the vaccine. Please go get a vaccine. You are not going to die in two years because there are no microchips in them. Please don't. Yeah. That's you're not, not gonna that's turn, not the way it works. You're not gonna start speaking Slavic. Don't worry. Slavic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Comrades. Come on. <laughs> um Yeah, so we believe here that the creation story and the rest of Genesis is literal, although there might be some poetic aspect to it. Genesis in general, right? It's, there might it be still some. describes still, literal events that happen. It's still in, historical in nature, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. And when it says day, it means day. <laughs> it means yeah, twenty-four hour yum. You know. Yes. Yum. Yes. Thank you. Yum. 
Yum. Yom Kippur doesn't last for a thousand years. It lasts for one day. So Yeah, because people could be going broke, man. <laughs> like <laughs> having all those feasts and stuff. Just like you cannot keep up, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you um, go. Yes. Yeah, so we we the prodigals <laughs> stand with the scriptures in declaring that the Genesis and the creation story is literal. And historical. Um, and that's that. And that's that. And we can see in the beautiful story of creation, the beautiful power and the and the majesty that God has and being able to create out of nothing. Um, and if he wanted to, he can even not say anything. Like, it, it wasn't his word that created it. It was just... That's just the way that he created. He 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 wanted to create by speaking, so he created by speaking. And just the power of being able to create anything like that. That's the yeah. God we serve. Yeah, and remember, this is this is this is a story that's passed down by tradition. You know, before there was writing, they had the oral they had the oral tradition. They they did it by speaking. This is the beginning of 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 how things began. You're you're telling me that you're not going to embellish not embellish, but you're not gonna be flower flowery with some of your words, right? You don't wanna think that you're gonna make this epic a bit, because mm-hmm. you know, it kinda is. Right. So, you know. Give Moses a break, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give him some yeah. leeway to be, you know, to be a little bit more, you know, expressive, mm. right? Yeah, <laughs> Moses. Yeah, give uh, Moses a break, man. Yeah, like, give Moses know. a break. Even though he said he was the meekest man on earth, give him a break. Yeah, man. He's talking about the beginning of all things, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, allow him <clears throat> to be yeah. like, to be good. And God. Look down at this podcast episode. <laughs> Don't do it. And he said <laughs> it was scared. very good. <laughs> Don't do it. He did it. So, or that's what we hope. <laughs> that's what. That's, that's what, what we, we hope for. That's what we're going uh, with. That's, that's what absolutely going. what we're going with. I'm not saying it was inspired, but that's what we think. <laughs> but we're not saying that it wasn't. So you know, whatever. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Well, folks, that's all we have for you this week. We hope that you were blessed by our discussion. Let us know what you think. Send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at The Prodigals Project on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe. Also, leave a rating and review. It'll go a long way in helping us out. Stay blessed and stay faithful. And join us again next week for another episode of The Prodigals Podcast.